This information backed by research on how to reclaim your health naturally. Let's stay healthy, MT.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. You know what? Quick frago here. We'll get to the uh, we'll get to the Mark Roscoe story, China and coal, and much more here uh, in just a few minutes. But first, I, I do want to start uh, with an update uh, on our Montana Highway Patrol trooper uh, Lewis Johnson, uh, who was seriously injured uh, after a uh, criminal suspect. Uh, deliberately ran him over with his vehicle during a high-speed chase. John Jackson, I'm sure you read about this story. And, and, you know, sadly, and unfortunately, this isn't the first time in recent years that one of our great law enforcement personnel, especially highway patrol troopers, have been targeted in this very fashion. Yeah, and I, I saw a, a, a piece by uh, Lee Schreiber the other day. He was talking about the courage and the just, oh, my God, so inspiring courage of Ukrainians. And he didn't, he didn't imagine how he could ever do something like this. And I I responded to it by saying, you don't understand what this nation's, what the United States soldiers and law enforcement officers do every day. They walk out of that door every morning not knowing if they're coming back tonight. That's right. Uh, you know, I was uh, yesterday. I caught up with uh, some of our firefighters from the state, uh, Montana State Professional Firefighters Association, and talked a little bit about what they're doing at the le- at the legislature to make sure their fellow firefighters are covered from presumptive illnesses, uh, cancer, things like that. And and they were remembering a a Great Falls firefighter who uh, who succumbed to his uh, cancer four years ago yesterday as I was talking with them. And, and that was the point they made is that, hey, you know, we're responding to all these emergency calls. You never know what kind of a situation you're going to be walking into. Kind of like the Kind of like the firefighters who probably responded in East Palestine, Ohio. Who knew that that was going to be on their radar uh, for that day? And then, you know, and same thing here in Montana. And, you know, they, they see the dead bodies, sometimes tragically little kids. They see uh, these horrific uh, cases involving, uh, you know, drugs and families. And they don't get to leave that overseas. They see it right down the street from their own house. They see it, uh, you know, around every corner. They, they don't get to leave it overseas. And it's hard enough for people to even forget what, what they uh, faced overseas in, in combat, for example. The, the difference I could say between, like, what soldiers do versus what law enforcement does is if you're in law enforcement, you are expected to be as hard and cold and deadly as that soldier is suspected to be, but then half the other half of your time, you're expected to be this compassionate, caring person. Now, how do you do both of those, Aaron? I, I did it for 30 years, and I can't tell you how you do it. Still can't say how to do it, yeah. Well, here here's the update. Uh, Fawn Mack, who's one of our veteran listeners in northwest Montana, she shared an update uh, that she spotted on Facebook uh, from Jody Lynn Cross. And I checked with the Montana Highway Patrol, and they confirmed that this that this not only uh, is an accurate uh, update about Trooper Johnson, but also that this uh, information was approved for release by the family. Uh, this was the update from Kate Johnson. Miracles happened. Uh, I believe this came out Sunday. He was extubated at 2 p.m. He was groggy but followed every order given, and the tube was removed quickly with little discomfort. He was able to speak softly immediately. 
By 4 p.m., he was eating ice chips and sipping on water. 6 p.m., the deputy who was on the pursuit incident with Lewis came to visit. Those two chatted for an hour, and Lewis remembered every little detail of the event. He's in great spirits and gives a strong handshake to everyone who visits. Nothing much for sensation below his waistline. Some tingles on the upper right leg. And, and as, the, as the update goes on, uh, John Jackson, and you're a retired federal law enforcement officer, they point out that basically, you know, he's, he's going to have a tough road ahead of him here for, uh, for the next several months, but they are fully confident that he will be walking once again. So that's the good news, but also the tough news about the road ahead right there. That is great, great news to hear that he, re- that he responded so quickly after getting the tube out. And it reminds me, as, as you're saying that, it reminds me of a great quote from that show, The Wire. And it was a bad guy saying this. He said, you know, how do you survive in this profession where all it takes for your whole career, one time, just one time, to be a little slow, to be a little late, that's all it takes is one time and you're done. Yeah, yeah, and and you never know when that one time might come, and that, and that goes for all of us, not just yep. people serving in a in a risky a job or a risky capacity, like some of our men and women in law enforcement who are out there, you know, far from any other backup. Uh, sometimes out there in the sticks, uh, Sergeant Jay Nelson, who's a public information officer for the Highway Patrol, he also uh, uh, I, I talked with him earlier this morning. He is in Kalispell. Uh, they're meeting with local law enforcement officials, uh, and uh, but yeah. But over six figures have flown uh, have have flowed into a GoFundMe page to do, to provide donations for the family, and they're also working on an alternate uh, uh, ability to be able to provide uh, donations to the family in addition to GoFundMe as well. But uh, yeah, it's and and those donations are are needed because yeah, while. While the highway patrol in the state will cover a lot of these expenses, it doesn't always cover every expense, and, and there's a chance that he have to may, he may have to get moved to an out-of-state hospital here as well. Uh, so uh, that's that's a part of what I heard from Sergeant Nelson earlier this morning, and uh, he's hoping to visit with Trooper Johnson at some point today as well. Well, he's going to make it. He's going to be there for his family. That's the most important thing. They still have him, and we still have him. You know, the people of Montana still have him. Yeah, and that's what this... Uh, this update from Kate Johnson said uh, he's motivated, he's focused on being the best dad for Ryder, and he's going to set a goal to work for. Uh, uh, yeah, apparently the uh, uh, nurses and, and health officials said it takes the body a year to fully recover, and we will keep working hard for the next year. Love you all. Thank you for the prayers. And then they use the hashtag, the hashtag Johnson Family Strong. All right. Lots to talk about. Phone lines are open for you. John for Gold today to learn more about the 123 Protection Plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, Bob in Billings, uh, stand by. We'll get to your phone call here in just a second. And the number for you, if you want to jump in on the conversation, you got a topic you want to bring up, 406-294-0970. Uh, first, though, uh, John Jackson, I, I know we were going to start the show by talking about this, but uh, we, we definitely, I think that was a good frago to focus on the latest update uh, for our uh, uh, Montana Highway Patrol Trooper first. But uh, th- this story... 
uh, Holly Michaels, who is the cat, one of the capital reporters for the Lee newspapers, very liberal, uh, very, very liberal. And so she did this story about how the Montana GOP basically passed a resolution where, where they said, hey, Mark Roscoe, the former governor of Montana from back in the 90s, uh, he's endorsed all these Democrats. He endorsed these liberal judges and this liberal justice. So we're just putting out a statement that Mark Roscoe does not speak for the GOP, and we we do not consider him a Republican any longer. And you said you were surprised that Holly Michaels wrote this story, See, which I thought was interesting because I wasn't surprised that she wrote the story because I think she was thinking, oh, if I write this story, it'll cause infighting among the GOP, and this will get those Republicans. But you said you were surprised. Why were you surprised that she wrote the story? Because – she doesn't understand Montana voters, Montana Republicans, and the Montana GOP. And once again, a great quote, once again, from The Wire, in which one of the crooks said, looked at a guy in the face and he said, you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. And see, that's, that's what she doesn't understand. She thought that this was going to be a way for everybody to say, look at these meanie um, right-wing fringe guys. They're booting a man who's just a moderate voice in their ranks. But she doesn't understand it. Number one, Mark Roscoe is the Liz Cheney. Of, of Montana <laughs> yeah. and, and the Montana GOP. But even the, less relevant because yeah. he's from so long ago. I mean, no matter how nice of a guy he is or was, like nobody could even tell you who Brian Schweitzer is hardly no. right now, let no. alone who Mark Roscoe was from the 1990s. But them censoring him like that, publicly coming out and calling him out and basically booting him from their ranks gives them cred, gives them street cred with real Republican voters out there. That's what she does. Doesn't understand. I would say not even just real Republican voters, but your independent voters, your libertarian-leaning voters, your moderate voters. Because, yeah, as somebody who's been, you know, in some way or another covering or involved in Montana politics for the last 20-plus years, there, there's always been this kind of – there's been this kind of criticism – that, well, what's the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats anyway? Or why, why should we go support these guys when they're going to be no different than the Democrats? And, and so there's, so I, I think you're exactly right that, that they're thinking, oh, we're going to harm the Republicans by causing this infighting when in reality, I mean, look at Mark Roscoe has endorsed Joe Biden. He endorsed Ketanji Brown Jackson for the federal bench. He's endorsed these Democrat candidates for Congress. And they all lost. I mean, the, 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 the Democrat candidates for Congress, the independent, uh, the uh, some of the other candidates he's endorsed in primaries have lost. And so I think you're right that it actually has the opposite effect where what the message it says to everyday uh, Montanans out there is, oh, man, these guys aren't just playing the game. They're not just cashing in their chips and collecting a paycheck and sucking up to the establishment like usual. These guys are actually trying to deliver for the for Montana people now. Well, and I developed a theory, too. You remember back in the 60s and the 70s, the, the hippie generation used to say, don't trust anyone over 30. You remember that saying? Well, today, don't trust any Republican that was big system prior to 08. The Bushies and before, look at them. Find me one of them you can trust. Find me one of them that's not just a big GOP rhino. All of them are Roscoe being a perfect example. Well, yeah, it's you know it's interesting, yeah, because I mean, I, and the way I see Mark Roscoe is okay. He was governor in the '90s. 
Democrats hated him because of deregulation and what happened to Montana Power Company, even though it was Goldman Sachs who urged Montana Power to divest of the utility business, and they were the biggest donor to Brian Schweitzer. Yeah, but, but anyway, Democrats hated Mark Roscoe, and they used deregulation to swing back into power in the governor's office, and yet now they love Mark Roscoe, and they're his biggest cheerleaders now. It's just funny how the world turns. They hated the Cheneys. Oh. I mean, darn. Darth Cheney and his evil daughter, they despise those people. And boom, now she is the darling of the left. Just like, once again, just like Mar Roscoe. Yeah, and she's no longer the congresswoman from Wyoming. All right, into the phone lines we go. Bob in Billings, what's on your mind? Thanks for the call. Yeah, good morning. Morning. Um, I came across this on the Fox News app on my phone, and it has to do with and I, I imagine a person could find this on YouTube, but it has to do with uh, a South Park episode from 2005 and how prophetic it has turned out to be. And the the episode is called Mr. Garrison and His Fancy New Vagina. And evidently he has a he has a, an operation to become a woman, and then he can't figure out why he's not having a period. So he, he figures, well, I must be pregnant. I'll go to Planned Parenthood and get an abortion. And they explain to him, well, you can't get pregnant. You don't have ovaries. And uh, he says, I can't be a woman? You mean I'm just a man with a mutilated penis? <laughs> so this is 2005. <laughs> Very prophetic. I got so I've, I've muted our microphones, Bob. I think you can hear John and I laughing in the background. Uh, yeah, I can. But yeah, so you can hear us laughing in queue in the background. But I muted our microphones so that our, our listeners could hear Bob's. Uh, Bob, first off, I got to applaud you. That was a a fairly G-rated uh, uh, recap of that uh, 2005 South Park episode. There, how did you pull that one off? Um, that was just on. For the Fox News app on my phone is where I came across it. Yeah, and why? Why is that 2005 clip from South Park? Why? Why, why did you find that so kind of I guess prophetic or funny today in 2023? Well, it, it kind of seems like it's uh, reality has become reality today. Yeah, it's interesting, and and th- and there's people that they will get very angry with you if you misgender them or dead name them. Uh, Bill, yeah, thanks for the call. You know, it's uh, so it's funny. Uh, people who've been in into our Montana Talk studios, John, as you can attest, there's paper everywhere, right? It's a mess in here. I some, I mean, I it's organized to me. May it's not like be a, organized. It's like a, a beautiful mind in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like Mel Gibson, the taxi driver with newspaper clippings all over the wall. Uh, but anyway, the reason why I print up so much stuff and why our producer, Travis, snags so much audio for us is because you never know what people are going to want to talk about. Because this is called Montana Talks. It's the show where people get to talk. We don't just bring in talking heads and regurgitate the same garbage you heard on the news the night before, right? Montanans get to call in. So luckily, I just so happen to have uh, that clip of Mr. I mean, Mrs. Garrison from South Park back in 2005. I'm only going to play a portion of it, though, because it gets uh, very bad. Mr. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison, you can't have an abortion. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do with my body. A woman has a right to choose. No, I mean you're physically unable to have an abortion because you can't get pregnant. But I missed my period. You can't have periods either. 
You had a sex change, Mr. Garrison, but you don't have ovaries or a womb. You don't produce eggs. You mean, I'll never know what it feels like to have a baby grown inside me and then scratch. Oh, okay. I cut it off. I had to cut it off there because it gets really, it's, it gets gross. And uh, I know we've got, uh, you know, a, a diverse audience listening to the show right now. But yeah, Seth Dill, actually, I saw that on foxnews.com as well. Uh, what Bill was just calling in about there. Uh, Seth Dillon, this is where I first spotted this on Twitter because Seth Dillon, uh, the CEO of the Babylon Bee, which is the satirical website, uh, he shared this as well. Here's South Park mocking the insane idea. That men can actually become women, and this clip is from 2005. So. Well, I am inspired, Aaron. This has inspired me, and I'm, I'm going out right after Uh-oh. the show today, and I am changing my handle on hold Twitter. On, hold on, hold it's- on, John, 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 before you do this, hold on. Uh, kids, earmuffs. Okay, all right, okay, kids got their earmuffs on. Okay, now you say your politically incorrect thing that you're going to say. My new handle on Twitter is going I, I played the air raid warning. I played the siren. So look it up, I, look it up out there. I said, I said earmuffs for the kids. I am inspired. Oh, for Pete's, for Pete's sake. Oh, brother. We're Frank and Malta. I need a, I need a lifeline. Somebody, oh, we got Brian and Haver. Brian and Haver. Let's see, what's going on, Brian? Please change us to another topic now. Uh, I'll tell you what. I tell you what, I'd like to, but you guys are a scream. I mean, really. It's a love handle anybody, on Twitter. Anybody who uses South Park as a reference, I gotta love. I mean, really. I mean, whenever I'm in my time of woe and things are bad and the political world starts caving in on me, I look towards South Park. You must have been a '90s kid. Were you? Were you in high yeah. school in the '90s also? Uh, not even close. Oh, but anyway, my topic was Mark Roscoe. And what I think that rhino needed to do to garner some real honest-to-goodness Republican and conservative rapport and support instead of the animosity that he's getting is he could have done one of a couple things. He could have body-slammed a reporter. He could have called students with special needs vegetables. He could have came out and mocked a Vietnam veteran who served as a POW and served this country gallantly and bravely, but was called a loser by somebody who I was. I can't imagine. But, you know, if he had gone that route, if he had been more toxic and mean-spirited and vindictive and vicious, instead of occasionally, not always, not always, but occasionally, just trying to be a vision of light and reason. Hey, so maybe so chop off the support. kids' body parts. Chop off the kids' body parts in the name of the transgender that's agenda. That's, that's what the no, Democrats and Helen are supporting, and it sounds like no. you support that. No, you see, that's where you're going. You change the topic completely for me saying, you know what? I thought Roscoe did a really good job in the 90s for the state of Montana. And you talk about dragging his legacy out now. Hey, every time. Well, you don't want to talk about, you don't want to talk about, you know, why the South Park clip is perfect. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen has joined 23 other states in filing a lawsuit against the Biden administration's Waters of the U.S. rule. The group says the EPA's Waters rule goes beyond the power Congress delegated in the Clean Water Act and raises serious constitutional concerns and runs roughshod over the Administrative Procedures Act. The state attorneys general say they're fighting to protect farm and ranching operations, mining and energy workers, along with infrastructure and housing projects across Montana. 
and the nation. When it comes to the beef business, there's no room for gray area. The decisions being made in Washington affect the future of the beef industry, the livelihood of your fellow farmers and ranchers. Your National Cattlemen's Beef Association knows there's what benefits cattlemen and there's what doesn't. Visit ncba.org to learn more. Last week, Mexican officials issued a decree calling for a ban on imports of some biotech corn used for certain purposes. That ban began last Friday. The Mexican government also decreed it would continue to allow imports of biotech corn used as animal feed while exploring substitutes for a short time. The National Corn Growers Association expressed serious concerns with the accelerated timeline and are urging the Biden administration and World Trade Organization to enforce trade laws and rules established in the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Corn is the number one U.S. ag export to Mexico. I'm Lane Northland. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, John Jackson, Frank and Maltas, he's bailing us out here. He gave us a lifeline from the, uh, the South Park episode here. He says, hey, maybe people should, uh, either they should be watching or they shouldn't be watching uh, uh, this Netflix. I guess it was on Netflix. Did you ever watch the movie Don't Look Up? No, I haven't seen that. So the 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 left was eating this movie up. I guess so David Sirota, I think he was one of the producers of this show. He actually uh he was involved in Montana politics for a time. I think he was part of uh former Democrat Governor Brian Schweitzer's team back in the day. So he's one of these big time environmental uh Democrats, uh and you know, decent following on Twitter. I think he was involved in this movie Don't Look Up. The whole point of the the don't look the reason why the left was eating this movie up is because the whole point of it was that there's this massive asteroid coming to hit the earth and and all the propaganda from the government was saying don't look up don't look up nothing to see here folks and so the reason the folks on the left loved this movie is because to them it was you climate deniers out there you're denying the climate change asteroid that's coming to these this earth but i actually watched the movie and i was i'm sitting back here thinking guys this this movie doesn't say what you think it says here because the final clip of the movie i don't think i'm giving it away for anybody the final clip of the movie is you got all these folks sitting around a dinner table as the asteroid is approaching earth and the whole and and their lives are all about to end and they're wondering what's next. And I'm sitting here thinking, wow, you guys think you guys sit here and, and many of you uh, don't believe in a God. And and, you know, cl- the, the you know environmental extremist movement is your religion. And you've just now put a movie in front of people that says, hey, what happens if the whole world ends tomorrow? And so I'm like, this movie didn't really say what you think it says here. Anyway, so they're equating climate change to affecting an asteroid hurtling through space well they're not saying that climate change caused the asteroid they're just saying that there's an asteroid coming and you don't want to look at it I, but but again like here you have an actual an actual environmental disaster in east palestine ohio and they don't want to look at that you know that joe biden didn't even want to go there yesterday 
So they're saying don't look at an actual environmental disaster, but hey, look at our look at our unicorn theory about how the world's going to end because of climate change over here. Have you thought about that? Speaking about East Palestine, think about put that up against COVID. What did they tell you for two years or two and a half years? Close down the national parks, outdoor recreation, and put on a mask because the air is contaminated. Right? But now when you have an actual <laughs> chemical explosion and spill in a town, you've got people from the government with their lab coats on, little mini Fauci's walking in there saying, nothing to see here, everything's okay, drink the water, breathe the air, you're fine. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. They got the full-blown hazmat suits on. <laughs> what is it, level A with the uh, SCBA self-contained breathing apparatus, and they're like, no, no, you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Did you see J.D. Vance, Senator Vance, uh, drag that stick through the creek yeah. there? And, and all that just, God knows what that nasty stuff is, came bubbling up. Well, and then Sherrod Brown, the Democrat senator from Ohio, he's kind of like a John Tester of Ohio, where he was trying to look like he was standing up for the people. But but then you could just tell that he was carrying the water for the Biden administration. And finally, somebody on the Sunday talk shows asked him, will you drink the water? He never answered the question. But he said, well, I'm told it's – oh, well, I'm told it. And he, he never answered the question if he himself would drink the water. Haven't we been being told for how many years now that it's a god-awful, just racist, humanitarian disaster that there's bad drinking water in Flint, Michigan, that there's bad drinking water what down in Jackson, Mississippi? But now that we've had an actual chemical explosion, a mushroom cloud, and acid rain in this town in Ohio, no, no, it's all good. Yeah, Everything's don't worry about fine. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, drink the water. Uh, you don't even have to wear your mask anymore in Ohio. Uh, you know, still, if you show up for your VA appointment, though, you got to wear it. Uh, I played the air raid siren. That was the actual air raid siren. I need to give some of our listeners who, who probably hadn't heard this yet across the state. That was the actual air raid siren that that went out over the loudspeakers in Ukraine when Joe Biden and Zelensky uh, walked out onto the street. And this whole staged photo op, there wasn't anything that actually triggered the air sirens by every indication that we are getting here. Uh, And in fact, this is Alex Marquardt. A CNN reporter who probably is going to be uh, beached later this week by CNN. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev, as, as Clarissa was was just mentioning. Yeah. So they staged the whole thing to make it to 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 prop up these fake media reports to make it look like Joe Biden was at great risk. Look at how how tough he is. Meanwhile, you've got the mayor of East Palestine calling it a slap in the face that on President's Day, Biden was over there talking about another country, sending them another, uh, you know, billions and billions in aid, helping to secure their borders while he isn't helping the people of East Palestine, Ohio, while he's leaving our border uh, completely wide open. All right. Lots to talk about. Let's get back to your phone calls here. 406-294-0970. Troy in Gallatin County. Troy, thanks for the call. What's on your mind Aaron how you doing thanks for taking my call uh, just wanted to uh, just remind people that we we need to continue to contact our representatives and get this crazy friggin Brandon slash Biden uh, nonsense on the war and get this back to Congress 
we are going down a path we do not want to go down, and we have to get Congress involved. There's no reason in the world that we're escalating this war. That's the first thing. Second, the second thing is, yeah, that, that spill, nothing to see here, absolute crazy. So you're doing a great job getting some exposure here and that. Montanans know what's right for Montanans, right? Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, most most of the time. Although uh, somehow John Tester got reelected the last go around, so uh, there's there's some exceptions. Well, shame, shame on the Democrats, right? They're finally waking up. I mean, you've seen the polls, right? It's 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 swaying. It's just not swaying fast enough to to get rid of these get rid of these uh, socialist politicians. Secondly, I just want to mention, if uh, if I could, May fourth this year at Gallatin County Lincoln Reagan dinner. Steve Cortez, if anyone watches the War Room, you know who Steve Cortez is. He is our keynote speaker. That's on May 4th. We have a limited 300 amount of uh, 300 seats and tickets. Uh, anything we could do, Aaron, uh, to get that uh, sold out and raise some capital. We have to take back county by county. County Interesting. by county. So we, he's on. We, is, we, is he from uh, from Steve Bannon's War Room then? Oh, yeah. Steve Cortez is uh, on daily, yes. Oh, that's yes. great. He was, uh, yeah, you may or may not know that he was uh, uh, on on Trump's economic team. So, yeah, very, awesome. very bright, wonderful speaker. And uh, we could use all the support we can. We have some corporate tables available if anyone wants to sign up for that. But more importantly, Montanans have to wake up. We have to work on local. We can't change what's going on. A lot of us are still ticked off about what the RNC did with that leadership. A lot of us are very concerned about what's going on nationally. I get it. Yeah, we, you're right. We got to focus on local. We got local. we got school board elections right around the corner across the state. That is absolutely critical. And you know, kind of like that previous caller who was, you know, referring to to uh, Donald Trump and mean tweets. Oh, okay, but let's look at the reality on the ground here. You've got legislative Democrats in Helena that want to have pornographic materials on your kids' bookshelves in the library. They are, they are pushing this tra- radical transgender agenda that want to be able to uh, provide sterilization puberty blockers to little kids, to removing healthy body parts off of little kids, So, uh, which is exactly why a South Park... MT.com. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Uh, hey, John Jackson, we got a, a, a good message that came in here on our Montana Talks app as well. This came from uh, the uh, the name Gomer in Kalispell. Uh, Shazam! Shazam, golly. Uh, while Ukraine and China hawks tell us we need to send billions to Ukraine, Ford Motor Company is trying to build a battery plant in the USA with a communist Chinese party-linked battery company, C-A-T-L. We are being sold out at every level. Yeah, this uh, that's why uh, the Virginia governor, the newly elected uh, or relatively new governor of Virginia, 
he rejected the, the offer from Ford. He said, no, I don't want your facility because uh, it's tied to the communist Chinese. I don't want that. In, we don't want that in Virginia. And sadly, that's exactly on point. And that's what I was going to respond to that last caller about. We are being sold out at every turn. And I'm telling you, people don't realize that this thing in Ukraine and how Biden and his regime are marching us every day closer to World War III. You know what, Aaron? That is supported by around 95% of Republicans out there. They are 100% behind this. We got a few people, few guys out there speaking for the people. One of them is Matt Rosendale right here in Montana. But they are few and far between. The rest of them are all on board the war train. Well, Zelensky, the Daily Wire has a story right now where Zelensky himself is even saying, if China gets more involved, uh, we will be in World War III. There's a lot of people who feel like, you know, I I would just throw this question out to our listeners Uh, uh, again, which is, okay, Europe should be picking up more of the tab. Instead, we're paying more than all of Europe combined, and we're weakening ourselves in the face of the communist Chinese threat. But but also this, okay, Joe Biden's presence on the ground in Ukraine, as offensive as it was that he won't show up in East Palestine, Ohio, does Joe Biden's presence on the ground make it more likely that we enter World War III or less likely that we enter World War III? How would you honestly answer that question if you're listening right now? More likely to enter World War III, less likely? I, I I know I know what I'm thinking, John. <laughs> yeah, he's just doing his photo op. He hadn't been over there yet, and so like like everybody was saying, it's a big distraction from all the problems going on back here right now. He decided he'd go over there and do his photo op. He's went over there, touched the ground, touched the base. I've been there. He can say that now. He's done it. And try to get the the American people to move on from the China spy balloon and the threat of the communist Chinese. Uh, all right, let's go into the phone lines once again. Alan calling in South of Livingston. Alan, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Well, I could comment on everything you've talked about so far, and I'm really glad I'm not in the legislature anymore, because I really would probably offend some people up there. <laughs> but, well, please go well, ahead there. Please on? offend somebody. No, that, this must be Alan Redfield. Great to hear from you. Uh, well, what I'm calling about is the bison and the gardener basin and all of them are coming out of the park. And if you listen to the Park Service and talk about people that ignore science, uh, they've taken out 1,100 head already. There's 1,600 in the Gardner Basin between the Cattle Guard and Mammoth. And with the weather that's coming, they could still be heading north. And the hunt's over. We could be. We could have a lot of Montana hunters down there filling their freezers if they would just open it back up for that. Uh, kind of leaning on people about that sort of thing. The tribes are done. Uh, so the Crow tribe can't even go in and, and hunt uh, more of the bison well, themselves either? you know, I don't know I don't know where the Crow tribe has the treaty. Some of the treaty people are done. The CSKT, they, they quit the 31st hmm. of January. But I would love to see, I mean, they should have, the tribe should be in there. There's another problem that people don't even think about. There's 600 gut piles out there around the Beatty Gulch area, which is prime grizzly habitat. So what's going to happen in about a month? You know, so we've got to get that cleaned up somehow. Yeah. I, I had a story on our Montana Talks website. They're already seeing uh, grizz tracks in, in parts of western Montana as well already. Hey, uh, Alan, I'll tell you what. If you can, stay on the phone lines with our producer, Travis, and let's see if we can schedule a time tomorrow to get you back on the show or, or just call, call in again tomorrow. Let me see if I what I got scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, nothing yet. I'd love to talk at more length about this bison in Yellowstone National Park issue with you, especially since you get to see it there uh, up close and personal. So 
I'd love to schedule you back on, maybe even around the same time tomorrow on the show if we can. Uh, yeah, John Jackson, you know, uh, one of our uh, rancher friends there in the Paradise Valley area. There's too many bison in Yellowstone National Park. They're destroying the rangeland inside the park, but the environmental wackos still want to keep pushing more bison into the park because that's their political agenda. So now they're pushing more of them out of the park, and they're destroying the rangeland outside of the park as well. Anytime you have a species like that that is constrained within geographical boundaries, their numbers have to be controlled because sooner or later it's going to get out of control. And I've seen it myself with my own two eyes. Years ago, going back to like 2000s, I did hikes on a certain trail down there that was a buffalo highway and it was still just a trail just a trail where you could see their tracks you come back 12 years later that same trail is now 20 feet wide because they've destroyed the whole <laughs> forestry around it they're they're denuding every tree up to about six feet with their hides they, they really are destroying the interior of the park but see john that that's a good thing because now when you go see how the area around gardner montana is being destroyed and when you see how the Lamar Valley is being destroyed, then then they'll tell you, well, it's because of climate change, John. <laughs> climate change is the reason why the land looks so different right now. Yeah, not the, not, not that herd of 2,000-pound yeah, buffaloes. Not yeah, not the horde of locusts. It's not the horde. Ignore the horde of locusts. It's climate change. That's why we have to take more money from you, force you in an electric car, and give a bunch of money to China because of climate change. Not the bison. Definitely not the bison. Uh, but here, have more. Why don't you? It's nuts.